Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of Gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm really stoked to be joined by Derek Cloutier. He's the president and co-founder of the New England Veterans Alliance, a veterans organization committed to assisting vet, vets uh, to improve the quality of life through more natural options uh, in order to reduce the dependency on pharmaceuticals currently used to treat the myriad of issues that veterans face. Uh, how are you doing this afternoon, Derek? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm like I said, man, I'm stoked. You know, I, I had an opportunity to meet you at the Capitol, uh, get to know you a little bit. Uh, we have went back and forth a few times trying to schedule this. So I'm really glad that we could finally, uh, you know, get our lives together. <laughs> it's good to, good to be here. Um, so first tell me about yourself, man. Uh, you know, tell me, you know, t- tell me how you ended up, you know, in this advocacy role and, and about the decision to start the organization. Uh, basically I started out, uh, about 10 years ago, I got back from Iraq and ended up going through getting a job. And, uh, I worked at the department of corrections, which moving in towards like the opposite side of where I am nowadays. And it's really, it wasn't the job for me per se, or somebody with PTSD and even just getting back it, I got it fairly soon. So I started having fairly issues going out, drinking, getting crazy, getting into fights. Um, I started going to the VA. Uh, I started taking on all the medication that they suggested. And without question, you know, when you're in the military, you kind of, you know, you don't question the people that are suggesting things that are going to improve your life or allegedly improve your life. And you don't really take into effect the side effects and other issues that come with it. So I ended up drinking a lot at times and mixing, um, you know, SSRIs and other pills, anti-anxiety pills and depression medication with alcohol and ended up going down a rough road and ended up in a 30-day rehab. And uh, once down there, I ended up really figuring out some things. And I got home and started doing a lot of like veterans outreach and talking to other guys just about what they've been dealing with. And I actually did uh, start another group uh, prior that was on the same basis of what we do with the social activities and whatnot at Neva, but it was more based around drinking and, and just partying and having a good time. And it really wasn't a wellness thing. It wasn't really enriching anybody's life by being out getting drunk and partying and going doing pub crawls and stuff. And, and it was kind of led me down a road that, you know, I had issues. I started talking to a, a doctor and started dealing with things like that. And then, uh, a friend suggested I try cannabis because I was having such a hard time sleeping and uh, I slept like a baby that night. And ever since then, I just, it was like something that I've just learned more progressively from myself. And then I'm kind of picky on what I'm smoking or what I'm uh, consuming. So I ended up, uh, you know, people noticed I had better stuff. And from time to time, I would just be link up and meet vets and just give them a little of what I got. And they'd give me some of what they got maybe, and we just make it work out. And then once it became legal and mass back in uh, for medical, um, we all ended up getting our light, our medical cards together. And we went to this one doctor and it turned out where he was very helpful. He was actually a vet in uh, we started bringing vets in there about five at a time or something just to talk to them about stuff and get them, you know, comfortable with it. And because there was that stigma still associated with it around here that, 
you know, if you're using cannabis, you smell like cannabis, somebody's going to harass you or somebody's going to speak negatively about it. And uh, we just kind of brought them to the doctor that ourselves and just the doctor went through the ringer of telling them what was going on and, and basically how it can help them, the different types there are and different strains available and, and just even the different ways of using it, uh, topicals and either vaporizing or combusting or whatever it was. And, and they just got so much more comfortable with it that they, you know, started coming out. They, they started de-isolating, not isolating themselves in their houses. And I ended up making a logo and started talking this logo of ours and started talking to doctor, other doctors, dispensary owners, therapists, just people to see if they would support a program like that, you know, that would support veterans in cannabis in general. And it was overwhelmingly, uh, suggested that we should start it and uh at the time i had another friend and he was just egging it on we should do it we should do it and we actually sat on it for almost a year before rolling it out and trying to do our first event and um about two years ago maybe a little yeah about two years ago uh we had our first monthly meeting get together uh new england veterans alliance and we had vets come from all over new england i mean up to three, four hours away from Maine, wow. Vermont, everywhere. And they just, because it was the only thing that they could really come to. And now two years later, we're now progressing and and having events every month in the same spot. And it's, we have people coming from as far as upstate New York, down in New Jersey, we have people coming. It's, it's just awesome. And uh, it was just something that there wasn't really much uh, advocacy for it. And there wasn't really many people talking out about it or anything. So we ended up started going to state houses, speaking uh, about PTSD, for instance, in Rhode Island. We testified down there. We testified in Maine. We testified in New Hampshire. We testified in Vermont. Uh, We've been all over the state just kind of trying to be a voice for our veterans and just explaining to people that, you know, we can be productive members of society and we can medicate and still function and and, you know, that stigma isn't there that we're just lazy and sitting around and don't want to do anything. But, um, you know, so it's that was the main reasoning for starting it and getting it going was just to get guys out of their houses and and link them to a better option than pharmaceuticals or opiates or anything like that. And then it just snowballed from there. And we've had so much support and it's been really amazing. The uh it's basically been through word of mouth, veterans talking to other veterans. Now it's a community uh, organization that veterans help each other. You have guys throughout New England that are growing now, uh, and we just basically advocate and talk to them, consult them about how they can possibly grow for themselves, be self-sustainable, and uh, they end up growing this product that's amazing. And we get help from people like Roots Organics that uh, support us with uh, nutrients and soil for these guys. And they really, we once they get it going, they, they're so proud of it. <laughs> and so at the end, they're just like, you know, they, they want to share it. They want to give it to somebody else. And the best way that they're able to do that is share it with another veteran or consult with another vet and be like, hey, you know, this is what's working for me. You know, it might work for you. This is a great strain that I started out with. And it's just, it's just been an evolution in a building process. Like I've, I was never a business person. I was an infantry guy in the Marine Corps. So it was something that, you know, I didn't, I never really thought that I'd be doing or running an organization or anything like that. I, I feel, I think that I keep it fairly simple in a, in a lot of aspects and, 
I feel like, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur or, or entrepreneur or coming out into, you know, starting something new and where it's evolving. Now we're trying to, we're looking into possible licenses for Massachusetts for co-ops to get uh, some veteran programs going and, and some self-sustainable uh, farming programs, possibly looking for property, looking for investors and sponsors and just kind of going about it strategically on where we want to go and how we can best help veterans from now. I mean, sometimes, you know, it sounds like what what you do chooses you, you know, and it's an incredible story. Uh, I mean, congratulations on your success thus far. And I want to ask you something. I've heard a lot that it's not just the consuming of the cannabis that's helpful. And you had mentioned growing. How much uh, of the therapy do, do you and the people that you talk to derive from growing the the act of actually growing the plant? I mean, the growing part is what pretty much centers us and keeps us, um, you know, just keeps us focused on on one thing, keeping it alive, and then having an end result product that you can consume, and then you know, you're it's it's a full circle effect where you're healing yourself by something that you grew and kept alive, versus being a veteran, you kind of are told. The opposite, you know, the opposite of that being in war, you're around destruction, death and all this other crazy stuff. And it's just now being able to we call it cultivation therapy. And it's I believe in it 100 percent. And the veterans that we have growing as well, they have I mean, it keeps them busy. It gives you a reason to get up in the morning, go look at your plants and make sure they're doing good. You know, check the differences. Um, I mean, you got to feed them. You got to keep them alive and know what's working what's not working for him and and then just the learning process of it keeps you the mind going you know keeps you busy and a lot of these guys they just it's it's a full benefit for them and it's very therapeutic so you said you know that that you started you're in massachusetts now and you started in massachusetts and now you know your reach is um you know all the way into upstate new york which is obviously not new england um what types of events do you do and like how many active sort of chapters do you have right now? So right now we basically have point of contacts in all six states and New England. Um, we've been as far as West Coast, we've been out to uh, High Times Cannabis Cup. We spoke on the veterans panel out there in Vegas last year. Um, we've done other speaking opportunities throughout New England, but our membership wise, we probably, we started out doing a member, uh, type organization and we were trying going for, uh, this is the part of the learning process that we kind of, you know, are learning as we go. And we were going for a veterans organization specifically. And, uh, it's the VFWs, American legions, they're a nonprofit that are post-driven organizations that have memberships. And we were kind of going about it that way. But now as we're evolving, um, the, Part of the problem was that, you know, we don't get paid for what we do and everything we do, we do on our time and when we can. So it makes it kind of hard for uh, us in general to uh, do things being a disabled vet. So I felt the obligation that was a little, it was a little overwhelming at times where I had to be everywhere and I couldn't really, my financial situation with the VA and them going after my benefits had a problem. And it's been something that we kind of did away with the membership side where we were charging for a membership and it was very minimal fee and that was to get you certain deals perks genetics um 
most grocery stores and places offered you significant de- deals and discounts and something we just kind of got away from and stopped taking members on until we redevelop our programs. Um, but the vi- like the chapter side of things, we want it to be more of like a, a community based organization. So we've, we haven't really gone in the chapter direction yet per se, but it's evolving into um, wanting each state maybe possibly could have the potential to have its own farm or facility that, you know, holds events and gatherings and get togethers. Basically we want to be kind of like the X games of alternative therapies, but funded by cannabis in a way that we've grown and we have veterans learning, getting certified and then possibly getting them into a job, uh, you know, career down the road. Um, so we've been building slowly from there and, Right now we're up in Vermont and we have uh, some folks up there looking to get going and they're putting more events on. Some of the events that we do are comedy shows, fishing trips, uh, boating. Out on, We've gone out on boats on Newport Harbor in Rhode Island. We've done campouts. Uh, we've done beach days. We've done yoga. We've done uh, a lot of different alternative therapies that not a lot of people would maybe think is that helpful but it's it's been pretty amazing and it's and it's getting veterans out of their houses and giving them something to look forward to you know i mean yoga is admittedly probably healthier for you than pub crawls <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is i was actually just looking up more information on yoga we have one of our guys is a yoga instructor actually Oh, that's cool. There's there's a lot going on with uh, with cannabis and yoga. Um, so we, I don't want to get off topic. I want to talk to you more about the the cannabis culture uh, for veterans. You know, talk about some of these uh, VA issues that you sort of alluded to earlier. But before we do that, we got to take a break. This is the Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TG Brandfall. If you are looking for a job in the rapidly growing and highly competitive cannabis industry, Gontrepreneur.com is the place to look. Visit the Gontrepreneur job board today to browse current openings with cannabis companies throughout the United States, from entry-level bud tender positions to executive-level career opportunities. You can also create a profile and upload your resume to be discovered by cannabis recruiters. Visit our job board at jobs.gontrepreneur.com to create your profile today. If you are a business owner, you can post your job openings for as little as $25 on our job board to reach the largest and most engaged audience of cannabis professionals on the web. Companies who are listed in the Gontrepreneur Business Directory are eligible for free job listings. If you are already signed up, contact us today via the website or send us an email at grow at to activate your unique coupon. Hey, welcome back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Branfault, here with Derek Cloutier. He's the president and co-founder of NEVA, the New England Veterans Alliance. Uh, so before the break, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, sort of the culture. And, and what I want to ask you is, you know, anecdotally, what conditions, you know, have has your organization found to be helpful for medical cannabis use? I mean, we know the PTSD, you've mentioned that a couple of times, uh, but you know, what, what other conditions, you know, might not, uh, a non-vet sort of consider, uh, could be used. I mean, PTSD is the, is one of the primary, uh, reasons for a lot of us to be using it. But I mean, anything from chronic pain to, uh, you have people with, uh, epileptic seizures and, and they, you have people with 
TBI issues, traumatic brain injury, that can be helpful with that, but mostly pain, PTSD, um, also uh, addiction issues. It's a pretty good um, tool to use getting off of opiates, and we've had a lot of success using uh, RSO, which is Rick Simpson's oil, uh, to get veterans off of opiates and, and give them either access to caregivers that have it or, or help them grow it so that they can produce it for themselves. And how, how much, how much of a problem has that become that op- opiate use among vets? I mean, it's a huge uh, problem nowadays. And that's a pill for everything. And they have a pill, uh, you know, it, it creates issues and it creates other problems where it stems off of that and leads to other suicidal tendencies. And I mean, addiction in, in itself is a problem. And I think veterans nowadays, like I said earlier, you know, you come home from the military or you get out and, you know, you go to the VA, you assume that they're going to give you the best possible advice that they can give you. They don't technically really treat it, you know, Per symptom, they treat it more like, here, try this and let's see if this works out for you. And I feel like that's part of the bigger problems. Um, if they had other options, other therapeutic options, and letting people realize who they are, get them more comfortable with themselves and get them linked with other veterans that understand what they're going through, they probably wouldn't have to take these pills. They probably wouldn't have to, uh, you know what I mean? They, they would reach out to other options, uh, like obviously medical cannabis, but opiates and cannabis i mean cannabis is is proven in my in my life just from what i've seen uh from other veterans that have come off of opiates and the stories that i have heard from them i haven't personally had any issues with that or have any uh experience with it but i i only focus mostly on ptsd stuff but we have guys that they use oil every single day and it helps them every single day. And they're not using opiates. They're not in bed wanting to die. They're not, you know, they're just, they're living now versus before they couldn't do much. Do you get, you know, when you talk first start talking to, you know, older vets, maybe especially, or, or maybe some more uh, conservative veterans, do you get a lot of pushback about your position and your programs? Um pushback not really they're more interested and curious on how we do it and in the legalities of it a lot of people are worried about the legality of a lot of things and that's another problem with uh us being an organization that's spread out throughout new england in a way uh you know we don't transact over state lines that's illegal and this you have so many different laws and in in each state that are different and catered differently for each state that it makes it harder but the older generations it's the easiest way to go about it with them has been uh, get them comfortable with topicals, get them comfortable with uh, maybe like a capsule form. They are still stigmatized by the smell and, and just smoking it or, or anything like that. And, but we want to get them more on a, a regiment that they can be consistent with, you know? So you had mentioned earlier that uh, you actually got a medical cannabis card and other, um, other vets have gotten a medical cannabis card. Um, does 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 getting that card automatically create any issues for you with the VA? Um, with the VA, no, it has nothing to do with the VA. They the VA really doesn't. Um, in legal states, they have they're allowed to speak about it and talk about it. My doctor actually uh, is willing to work with me in a sense that. 
he'll collaborate like medication if I needed it to that'll work with cannabis because it'll obviously affect me one way versus the other medication could affect you the other way. And they're very open to it. They actually, most of my doctors are fairly curious about it and they want to know more and more about it. And they just are very uh, interested in learning the facts about it and how it's helping us. But uh, people in other non-legal states have had pushback uh, from cannabis or using cannabis. But the biggest thing right now that the VA can do or or affect or have an effect on is that the effect that you're taking any pharmaceuticals such as pain meds like uh, opiates, Percocets, uh, you know, benzos, things like that. They can actually, if you um, test positive for cannabinoids, then they'll tell you, give you an ultimatum. You either take, well, actually, if you test positive, they don't give you an ultimatum. You either use cannabis or you don't. And that's that's a horrible thing because a lot of guys just don't have access to uh, cannabis like some of us do. And um, sometimes they use it when they can and sometimes they, they don't have it. So they do have to fall back on those other pain meds, which really sucks sometimes. And we just try to link guys and get them associated with people that can, you know, get them further on finding what they need or either get them to grow for themselves. Cannabis, medical cannabis specifically has gained a lot of support from veterans associations such as the American Legion. They, uh, you know, released a resolution, uh, it draft issued a resolution supporting medical cannabis. Um, has this changed the conversation in your experience now that you have, you know, these sort of national groups, entrenched groups supporting medical cannabis for vets? It makes it a little bit easier to, you know, point people in the direction of cannabis because then you can say, you know, use for reference, look at, you know, the American Legion has over three, three million uh, veterans that they represent and they're, they're pro cannabis and it does make it a lot easier to uh, segue into the conversation. I just wonder what they're actually doing to educate their members. You know what I mean? Like if, if they're providing them with any material or anything saying to suggest that they could potentially get off any pharmaceuticals in, in, live a healthier life with cannabis. Like, I wonder if they've have a department for anything like that. Is that, is, is that a partnership? Like you would be interested in sort of, sort of getting, you know, it, I mean, I would be interested in doing collaborating and doing anything with anybody. It's that furthers the care of a veteran or makes their life more enriched, you know? Um, there are programs in, in other, like even I put our cards at the VA and they allow us to put them there. And even my doctors, they suggest people if they can't talk to us, I mean, if they can't talk to the doctor because the doctor doesn't understand what they're really going through or talking about, they suggest, you know, maybe you should reach out to these guys. And they, like my doctors do that. Other members of ours have their doctors doing that, but it's, I don't think it's a consistent basis throughout the country either, you know? Well, I mean, you're you're fortunate to be in Massachusetts. I mean, New England in general is every state's at least decriminalized. Yeah, true. Um, so I want to talk to you a bit more uh, about legalization and and how that's how what you're seeing in Massachusetts has has affected uh, vets. Before we do that, we got to take a break. This is Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TG Brandfall. 
At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of canna bias, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Hey, welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfall, here with Derek Cloutier. He's the president and co-founder of the New England Veterans Alliance. So, you know, as I said before the break, you know, you and I, we're fortunate. We live in states, uh, legal cannabis. You're a little more fortunate than I do. I am, you know, uh, you, you guys are actually going to get uh, an industry in the coming months. Um, how does broad legalization affect vets? You know, because when when most people think about uh, legalization, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is, oh, how much money are we going to get in taxes? But they don't think about, you know, some of these social justice issues, which I think that this is, you know, and honestly, if we're talking about, you know, people who uh, should be held in, you know, some pretty high regard to, to, to you know, that to, at the very least, can't, can't, can't access medical cannabis because of the VA, because of access issues. So, so what is, what does legalization do for veterans? I think the biggest thing it, that it's done so far in, in this area is that it's allowed people that comfortability to come out of the closet per se and, and say, Hey, I, I use cannabis, you know, and, and then first of all, that's, that's, they feel more comfortable talking about it and everybody doesn't feel like they're going to get arrested just for mentioning the word. I mean, you can go into a smoke shop now and talk about it and you can, it's just, normalizing it and being able to understand that you're normal too, because you smoke cannabis and you're not crazy and lazy and you know what I mean? And that's been the the best part. And then obviously the, the second best part would be the ease of access. Uh, I mean, access is still an issue from time to time for some guys, but you know, you can go right to a dispensary and grab what you need. I mean, it might be a little pricey, but it is there. And that is the, the option that you get versus other people in their states. And then you have all these other veterans that are starting their own businesses and, and coming up and, and 
normally they'd be either isolating themselves and in playing video games. I don't know what they would do, but <laughs> they they're starting businesses. You know, they see hope. They see the future. You know, they're they're moving towards these new goals in life, and it's given them purpose. But uh, I mean, legalization and obviously the the financial side of it, where people see money. I mean. To us, we don't really focus on the financial side of it, but the uh, benefit is that you know those the money will be coming into the state. It will be providing for other programs, and and if somebody thinks that there's a potential for a new program that they could design that could benefit their community, maybe they could bring it up to their you know local legislation and easily go about it where they can say, hey, you know, this money is coming in, and they have money allotted for certain things. Maybe they can start new programs maybe maybe lots of money to the local va yeah i mean that would be great or they can just give it to me and i'll put it into veterans programs the right way uh so what do you got coming up man you know uh you were telling me that you got something coming up in may yeah there's a big dc rally going on um memorial day weekend we're shooting for may 26th um looking at shooting for a permit i'm filling out the applications for lafayette park and it's right in front of the white house right in between the white house and the va so uh veterans for safe access we're basically it's labeled on facebook veterans rally 2018 washington dc uh there's a planning group on there you can get on there and get involved um it's basically we're shooting to get some speakers and and either do a march or a stand-in or however it is a demonstration to bring attention to the fact that, you know, we have veterans killing themselves every day that are on pharmaceuticals that are taking their lives and, or becoming addicts. And, you know, the ease of access for it would be a hell of a lot better if they legalized it or de-schedule it in general. Um, and that we want more access to it. You know, we know the benefits of it and I, we say it every day. How are you going to tell a guy with no legs that he should be on opiates versus using cannabis when he's telling you to your face, you know, that this is happening. So we're looking to hopefully uh, jump behind a bill or one of the bills that are up right now, or I'm not sure if what they specifically are because I'm still learning about the federal side of it. But, um, you know, we're planning a huge rally, a, a demonstration in D.C., and we just want to gain more support from the veterans that are in the area that uh want to come out and show their support for it and i think if you can't stand behind your veterans who can you stand behind well said um what what's your advice for veterans or or even family members of veterans who are interested in uh you know looking into medical cannabis for PTSD or, you know, even just the cultivation therapy side of it. Uh, Reach out to your local organizations. There are tons of organizations out there that are focused uh, towards cannabis education and learning more about it. I mean, you can reach out to us. We'll try and point you in the right direction. Uh, You can go on our website, uh, nevausa.org. Uh, we're gonna we're actually redesigning that, and I'll have some educational uh, information up there. But there are so many uh, options out there. I mean, YouTube in general has been huge for a lot of these guys just to learn how to grow, or even learning about you know your natural endocannabinoid system. And um, 
the information is out there. People just need to take the initiative, step outside that comfort zone and, you know, just make it work for them. No. And I mean, not, you know, just, just to, you know, you, you have been very helpful, uh, you know, to me, um, you know, when, when we first met, you know, I'd mentioned, uh, that I have a family member who's, who's, you know, dealing with some PTSD issues and, you know, you guys gave me the number to somebody close enough to him. Uh, you know, it was right there. Um, you know, and, and that's just one instance of, of, you know, the remarkable work that you guys do, man. Uh, so, so I really appreciate you telling your story. The outreach side of thing is huge. I mean, we'll, we will go to any veteran's house. We'll get up. I mean, if somebody calls, we'll pretty much get up and make it a point to try and get there and just talk to them and be one-on-one and figure out something that works for them. It might, we're not, we're not saying that it's going to heal them. We're not going to say that it's going to help them a hundred percent, but it's what's helped some of us. And it's, it's how we know how to go about it. We're subject matter experts because it's helped us. So we'll go to the veteran. We kind of run them through the process of how they can help themselves. We have guys with terminal brain cancer that we can help with medicine that we have been helping. We have people that had 28 seizures a day and now they're down to none. And it's, I mean, there's huge medical benefits to it. And it's just really reaching out to people in your community, um, talking about it and, getting a little off subject but (laughs) (laughs) well again man i want to thank you so much uh nevusa.org is how you can find uh the new england veterans alliance and uh may 26th memorial day they'll be doing the dc rally thank you so much again derek for your time today really appreciate you having me you can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Trim Media House. I've been your host, TG Brandfault. Gontrepreneur.